This is Conrad. Things have gotten bad. And I need to make both a report and potentially a request. I see. Uh, well, I have some news for you as well, but I guess we'll start with what's happened in the field. How bad has it gotten? So deviants of two different types want to raid the facility that we identified that is doing this possibly unauthorized research. And while I do view this research as dangerous and potentially harmful, both to sleepers and to the population of reality bending beings in this region, I am concerned with the direction that they are taking, even though it is limited in scope. I assume one of those two classifications of deviants are the holographic entities you have been interfacing with. What is the other? The, wow, I'm not sure uh, what the correct term for them, sir, is, but they have been referred to me as Garo. I believe they're some sort of lycanthropic shape changers. Well, this escalated. It's ironic and strangely appropriate that they would get involved, given what I've discovered. This is going to be a great deal more difficult to manage, but I think my orders for you are unchanged. Yes. Hmm. I'm sorry. My orders for you are unchanged. When are they going to be making this move together? In about two hours. Oh, then we have very little time. I've done investigation in the last 24 hours. I had to call in some favors. I thankfully had close friends who joined the network a year or two back and uh, still maintain enough singular identity to be interested in paying off their old debts. I had to call this in soon or that would have been lost. So... I had them do some digging, and I did some digging myself. It looks like this Avalon that you mentioned is part of a broader corporation called Pentex, which, now that I have done some work, seems to be closely connected to, or, if I'm honest, based on what I've read, a cover for Special Projects Division. I haven't particularly trusted the Syndicate ever. They're a little too willing to allow the engines of consensus their own agency makes me uncomfortable. So I shouldn't be surprised that they don't exactly follow protocol. So this all appears to be part of that infrastructure. Their willingness to use and risk the lives of ordinary citizens is unacceptable. But we may be able to salvage something from this. You are authorized to make any necessary requests of the local quartermaster, assuming you're not asking for access to orbital devices or something similar, you will be given whatever you need. I realize you don't have a lot of time to equip out, but think about what you might want to gain access to and act quickly. You are also authorized to bring these entities into the building. You are authorized to use them to shut down Special Projects Division. 
at least their office in Seattle. I'm going to have to do a great deal of additional work to see exactly what the scope of this is. This may just be an unfortunate rogue initiative within SPD, but I somehow doubt it. That's your primary mission. Your secondary mission is to gather any and all data on the research that they were doing. It's very difficult to get deviant work done in the field. Authorization is nearly impossible. So we might be able to salvage something out of this yet. You are to gather any and all data from their servers. You are to bring it back. We will analyze it and see if there's anything usable. We won't be able to publish anything even internally. Nothing went through appropriate channels, but it can be discreetly given to various engineering departments, and we might be able to reverse engineer more appropriate protocols with better risk mitigation measures put in place. Sir, I'm comfortable with that secondary mission. However, I want you to be aware that it may be difficult to control some of these beings from completely destroying the information that is present. So I will do my absolute best to preserve it to the best of my ability. I'm going to be working behind the scenes to help you out on this. We have quite a few business interests in the building in question, and they must be protected. Can we evacuate them from the building? We can. They will be evacuated in advance of your entering. Any interest that we are concerned about preserving will be appropriately protected or removed. SBD has more than one venture happening in those offices, and I think you will have the opportunity to redirect, if not control, the more violent members of your team. Given that I only have two hours to put all this together, I am going to have to do some very quick work. Just get me that data, shut this down, and try not to get yourself killed. Understood. I will do my absolute best. I need two things from you, sir. I need plans for that office that are as detailed as possible, and I need some form of uh, effective sidearm slash heavy weapon to utilize for my own needs. The sidearm can be retrieved from the quartermaster. The layout of the building, the majority of the building, is already included in your local file account. You will, of course, have to get a more substantially secured portable communications device to take this out into the field, but it is ready for you. There are a few sectors that are blacked out, but I assure you those sectors have nothing to do with the work you are currently undertaking. Avoid them at all costs. Yes, sir. Good luck, Conrad. It's been a pleasure working with you. Uh, it is a pleasure continuing to work with you, sir.
Welcome back to Walking Away from Arcadia. This is our final adventure of Hunter's Augment, where we join our crew as they are just about to make a final attack on the source of the damaging and quite terrifying game that they have found, and hopefully wipe it off the face of digital subspace. We will start, as always, with a round of introductions. Hi, I'm Josh Heath. I'm playing Conrad Brand, an engineer of the void, a seeker in the darkness, a technocrat that is way out of his league. Hi, I'm Simon. I'm playing Mark Ilowy, and I have somehow become the bear wolf liaison. Hi, I'm Angel. I am playing Esty. She's a professor and apparently about to become a troublemaker. Hi, I'm Erica. I am playing Casey, a bat forgotten who is very nervous right now. Hi, I'm Natali, and I'm playing Neodymium, and he will have absolutely no regrets about anything that we are doing because he might just be emotionally incapable of it. All right. When we last left our crew, they had gained the support and collaboration of a small group of Garu operating just outside of Seattle. The crew and the Garu are going to use a protest at a local high-rise and somewhat unmarked business building where they know the Hunter's Augment software is being developed, beta tested, and apparently quite a few operations are taking place. The local campus community, among others, are unhappy with the developments of this Hunter's Augment game as well, although they do not understand the full depth of the dangers it represents. And the crew is going to use those protests as cover to get in and hopefully neutralize this threat once and for all. We now join our crew in their UFO, where they are discussing what the next steps are and if perhaps they need to prepare a bit more for this action than previous actions they have taken. I've had a thought that I think might appease Commodore Charlemagne? Carter. Sure. Small diameter EMP charges. Fry the computers from the inside leave the building intact. That okay. does sound a lot better than what I was originally thinking the plan was. What does that do for the magical internet machine clouds where the data probably also live? Oh, we can crash those. I'm I'm unsure how to explain this in bear. What are we crashing Our... them to? A small Volvo. Oh, excellent. So you were told by the Admiral at the start of this that if you needed any assistance to let him know, and you do know the Admiral has certain resources at his disposal that you do not, you might be able to acquire some of these devices, but you would need to act very quickly. Neodymium is currently typing in the back of his head in triplicate a lengthy, lengthy, lengthy requisition form, which just ends with asking for the servers. 
you submit this requisition form and you immediately get a response from the admiral's office. Which servers? Yes, all of them. The admiral would like you to come in to discuss your needs and use cases in specific detail. Would a Zoom conference be acceptable? It really wouldn't. Not in this case. Given the nature of your request, she would like to talk with you in person. Sure, Admiral. When would be good for you? Would the next ten minutes work? So you're actually having a messaging exchange with the Admiral's administrative assistant? Oh, great. Texting. And the response is... The Admiral doesn't normally take meetings on such short notice, given the nature of what you're asking for. And Mention Avalon. I don't know what Avalon is. I, you said Just you mention it to her. There is no text for a few minutes. And then she comes back. She sends you another message and says, your crew needs to be here in the next five minutes to explain what was going on while there was minutes of silence, he would have asked the crew to get together and started walking. You make quick work of the trip to get across campus. Are there any other requests that you think you will have for the Admiral that you want to work out on this trip? Or are all of the servers and some EMP devices the primary items you want to request? To bring everyone up to speed on what Neodymium is planning, it would actually dovetail really nicely with the MP um, because he's planning on tasking all the servers to attack any of the data repositories in digital subspace until they crack in twain, which is why he wants all of them. Basically a dedicated denial of service attack, except it doesn't stop until it just wears it down to nothingness. Mark thinks that we should requisition a few Z batteries in case uh, we meet resistance. Why would we meet resistance? This plan will go flawlessly. Okay, so we're requisitioning a few Z batteries (laughs) for when we meet resistance. (laughs) Or if we need to... uh restrain our allies. So you are having this discussion about the various things that that you might need as you make it across campus. You make it to the Admiral's office, and the last time you were at the Admiral's office, it was quite a chaotic scene. This is very different. No one's there. You go in. The Admiral's administrative assistant is at her desk. She motions you to come in very quickly, says, the Admiral's waiting for you. Please go on in. She wants to know exactly what's going on. It seems like there isn't a lot of time. And she just motions you to the door. You have never seen the Admiral not come out to get you, but she's telling you to just go into the Admiral's office. Well, thank you. Efficient as always. Who is going to enter first? Sure. Of course. Neodymium opens the door to the Admiral's office and goes in. The Admiral has several holographic gadgets in her office. They are lined up. 
you see Zed batteries, you see some weaponry, you see a number of small portable servers. Some of them are attached to drones. Clearly, she knew based on the conversation that you were going to need equipment and that it was urgent, and she took the initiative. There are a variety of different things here. Because you had not communicated about the EMP specifically, and that is not immediately obvious since the Admiral doesn't know all the things that you know, you don't see any EMP devices, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't be acquired. So the Admiral will motion you in and say, get me up to speed immediately. What have been your findings? It's only been two days, two days since we met, I I believe, 48 hours. Things have escalated quickly. You've made discoveries. Report. Well, Admiral, we've discovered, and I hand her a VHS tape, we've discovered that there's a game that people are playing on their smartphones, which somehow is modifying their smartphones to project holographic reality and are being incented to attack us and others, and that they're being coordinated from a company called Avalon Toys or something. Their offices are located, I give the address. There's going to be a big protest about now-ish, and our current plan is to use the protest for cover to infiltrate the building and to, one, use on-site access to destroy their equipment, and two, uh, Neodymium wants to magic cloud crash it into a Volvo. Casey pipes up, crash the servers, and then gives Mark a really like enthusiastic thumbs up for nailing the understanding of the way that the game works. <laughs> like the fact that Mark even called it a smartphone impresses Casey. <laughs> the Admiral pauses. The Admiral is very clearly considering her next words. She turns to you, Neodymium, and says, you want to crash the servers. I'm assuming that is why you have requested processing time on all of our analytical resources? Correct, Admiral. The resources of the individuals in question would imply that a great amount of processing power and runtime will be needed for an extended period in order to permanently destroy any backups they have of the data that they have created off-site. Our initial plan to eliminate the local copies will not be a permanent solution. I see. That does seem like the most thorough approach. I don't know that I can give you access to all of our computing resources. We have a number of other projects running. Of course, you understand. But, and she motions to three drones that are sitting on a table next to her desk. Those have portable servers. Given the severity of uh, what you're describing, I imagine at least some of what they have set up will probably be off-grid. You will, of course, have to go and do cleanup in digital subspace, and we can provide you with the necessary resources to undertake that endeavor over, I would imagine, the next several months. We can barrage them, but there's no telling exactly what sectors they have backups in. But you will need localized servers to to make the appropriate attacks within their facility. These have been provided to you. 
they should be more than adequate, uh, certainly more comprehensive than your normal loadout. Is there anything else that you'll need? What do you think of supplying us with some EMP charges? EMP charges? Brute force. I approve. And a daring move for one of the oppies. I must say, I am impressed at your ruthlessness. I will have them acquired immediately. You see her lean over to her computer. She punches in a few numbers, and she says, they'll be here within a half hour. When do you need to move on this? What time is it? You're about 50 minutes from the actual protest. But you need the protest for cover. You're 50 minutes from when the protest should be substantial enough to provide cover, but you have a solid window past that point. That is roughly when the Garu are expecting you at the high-rise, though. Yeah, speaking of things the Admiral knows and doesn't know, should we mention the Guru? (laughs) A certain amount of deniability might be good on her part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'll put that in my report after. (laughs) (laughs) So Casey, while this is happening, tries to find a way to pantomime, do we mention the werewolves right now? (laughs) Neodymium Probably includes having, like, making their hands into teeth. (laughs) Neodymium very unsubtly shakes his head all the way across to each shoulder. No. No, we won't be needing the Pac-Man. I'm sorry. He makes his phone send a text message to not mention the furries. We could use some additional non-purpose Zed. I expect there'll be some resistance. Oh, Yes, I didn't know exactly what you were doing, but I did think that that would be likely. Uh, There are a number of process Z containment units. Uh, You can take as many as you need. There are enough for each of the countless members of the crew to take effectively three points of Z dross. They are small batteries. They have a basic mechanism on them that releases the Z into the ether around you. It must be used immediately for a formula similar to regular dross, but you can each get three points worth of Zed. Question for Conrad while we are working through requisitions. What equipment did you requisition? So Conrad actually requisitioned a data storage device in case there was any need to interface with anything and maybe keep a backup or have any sort of knowledge acquisition going forward. I'm going to be very clear. No one else in the crew knows what that device is. (laughs) Right. That's fair. And a gun are the two things that Conrad requisitions. Oh, and a map. He has a fairly detailed map of the facility. And he has his sidearm in a chest holster on his left side. In addition to those things, when the package arrived uh, very quickly after you requested it, you also had two primal energy storage units that each had two points of quintessence in them. So you effectively have four points worth of tasks, since quintessence does not get you quite as far as Zed does. Make a note of that. Mark, the Admiral would like to speak to you privately while the uh, EMP grenades are being delivered. The Admiral takes you down the hall to a conference room and says, can you describe this game a little bit more carefully for me? It sounds as though 
humans, local humans, are able to manipulate holographic reality through this game? Yes. We had an encounter with a, well, if I knew they meant it, I would call them a death squad, but they were idiots. And they seemed to be aware of us, as we are, and be able to, in some limited way, perceive holographic reality. Then I reacted accordingly. It became clear they had no idea what was going on. We managed to acquire two of their phones, Neodymium and Esty and Conrad would be better able to explain what we did with them than I am, but we got information from the phones about their capacity to interact with holographic reality, and we suspect, although we haven't tested it yet, that these phones have the ability to affect surface reality as well in similar ways. So remind me, you work with the Symbiosis Commission, correct? Yes. It's really a shame that we've never had an opportunity to work together. I've uh, been coordinating with them for many years, and we've had several attempts at interfacing, we'll say, more average anthropic hostility humans with holographic reality with very limited success. More complete integration is, of course, the ultimate goal. We must make this reality more accommodating. If you could retrieve this data, it would almost assure you advanced rank within the organization. I would be happy to personally champion your advancement. This is a huge opportunity for us. We have never been able to accomplish what you're describing. I need to roll some dice real quick, uh-huh. because that has nothing to do with what Mark cares about. Uh, no, but it's very much what the Symbiosis Commission cares about. Oh, uh, yeah, but he was a conscript. Uh, it's a Mark cares role. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. It's also a Mark disguises the fact that he doesn't care. So, first the cares role. Oh, no, Mark does not care about this one bit. Oh, so, so Mark doesn't care, Bear Stare? He might antipathy bear stare. Um, so uh, disguising what he feels is probably manipulation and... Uh, expression or subterfuge. I would take uh, that. Oh, good. I have more dice than subterfuge. Uh, let's see how that goes, because this is not something he's good at. Oh, okay. This is definitely not something he's good at. Okay. So Mark has a Simon problem, and his face makes it very apparent that he has glazed over. I love that we're calling that a Simon problem. The Admiral, however, being a silicate, is only slightly better at social cues than Neodymium is. So the Admiral is just going to move ahead under the assumption that you have given the appropriate affirmative responses, because... Honestly, she can't remember what the appropriate affirmative responses are, and you must have given them because this is a very substantial moment. And she says, the servers that I have deployed, 
I can do a remote update. They will, of course, attack and tear down the servers as, as Neodymium wants them to. We certainly can't let this information remain with this organization, whoever they are. They also will be outfitted with several data retrieval subroutines, and you just have to make sure they function. They will display this code, and she will type up a code and hand it to you. She knows that you are not inclined to actually interface with digital subspace. As long as they display this, they have retrieved all of the pertinent information, and there has been no corruption in the process make sure one of them displays that code before everything comes down and your future will be assured. All right. I will make sure they, I hold up the thing. Uh, red, blue, red, red, yellow, red. Yes. Yes. I know what the code is. That's, that's quite fine. I'm the one who Put it into the subroutine. We we should go and return to the rest of your crew. I'm sure that the rest of their equipment has arrived, and I have so many other things that I need to do today. She will just turn and leave the room, expecting you to follow. Of course. I very carefully fold it and put it in my breast pocket so that it's very obviously there <laughs> and follow. When the Admiral and Mark return to the office, the EMP grenades have been delivered. They were delivered by drone. The drones flew in through the hallway. The other people in the building were not aware of the drones. They are mostly holographic or perhaps just cloaked in nature. But they dropped off five EMP grenades. They are fairly large. They are not, strictly speaking, grenades. They are flat Frisbee-like devices a little bit thicker, a little bit heavier. When you play around with them and look at the loadout, they seem to have levitation engines on them. Pretty sure that if you were to make a successful technology roll, you could actually direct them a very short distance. They're not full drones, but they do have some targeting on them. And you have five of them at your disposal. You don't know what the radius is. You don't have a solid sense of exactly what they're capable of, but they're there, and you will find out in the field. Essie, since you were the one who requested them, they are delivered by the drone directly to you. Are you going to take all of them, or are you going to distribute them among your crew? I'm going to take all of them at this point and stick them in my backpack. I will concern myself with distributing them later. They do all fit in your backpack, although... With all of them in there, your backpack is quite full. But yeah, you will be able to use all of them. So at this point, the clock is sort of counting down. You have about a half an hour before the protest is really supposed to be revved up and when the Garu are expecting you to arrive. How do you want to actually get downtown? I do have a vehicle, but I'm a little concerned about leaving it in too close of proximity. Is there a like a public parking lot or something like that? Yeah, there's not really a public parking lot. You could find a pay lot in one of the buildings in downtown Seattle. Probably something several blocks away from the protest. Anybody want a ride? You will all load out in Estes' car and you will start to make it downtown. The traffic is 
surprisingly difficult to navigate, especially for this time of day. And as you get downtown, you realize it's because of the scope of these protests. You weren't aware of some of the other offenses that have been committed by Avalon and their sister companies. But this is more than the simple college protest over an unsafe game that you were expecting. There are people filling close to four city blocks all the way around this building and sort of off from the building in a block or two direction, really, from wherever you go. There are probably thousands of people here, and it has definitely impacted traffic and made getting around downtown very difficult. So when you finally do get to the protests, you have to spend some time finding the Garu, but you do eventually see Imogen, and she's off in the distance. You are definitely running late at this point, but you get there. She motions you over. She's very clearly agitated. And when you get over there, she wants to know, where were you? We need to move on this quickly. I was not expecting to be quick this out in the open. Did you know this was going to be this large? We were getting presents. What kind of presents? The kind that go boom. Finn will be thrilled. In a matter of speaking. I've done some recon on this building, which wasn't easy to do all considering. I have ways of getting us inside. I was hoping we would be able to bypass all of this and just sneak into the building, but there's too much going on and it's too well defended. We can get past at least the front door. If you can get me to a terminal, I can get us farther into the building. I'm pretty sure I can bypass their internal security. It's their external security that... And she grabs her arm. Conrad, give me an awareness check. Awareness plus perception. Difficulty will be seven on this. Two successes. As she grabs her arm, you feel like a jittering electric feeling. You hear static for a moment. It's very similar to when you have logged into particular union servers before and had to make your way through some of the more intensive security measures. They're the sorts of security that would be placed on the outside of a union network. Things do tend to be lighter once you get in. You have to have a citizen ID to be in to begin with. So the likelihood of someone breaching those later levels of security are less significant. But the outside security is uncomfortable, even when you are authorized. And it just reminds you of that feeling. She then says, Finn and Jose are busy scoping the crowd trying to figure out exactly what the best angle of approach is. How did you plan on getting into the building? That depends on whether or not Conrad succeeded in his mission. I do have fairly detailed maps and layouts of the building and the office in particular. And Conrad brings up on his phone the map. So you can see the specs that Conrad has. And he does have a much more detailed schematic of the building 
than you had access to before through public records. There are a couple locations in the building on the very top levels that he does not have details for, but all of the labs that are associated with the businesses you're aware of are all sort of halfway up the building. He has full layout for those labs. He has full breakdown of, it looks like, the physical security measures, where checkpoints are, even the network wiring and how it's set up in the building. All of that is available. It is apparent when you kind of scan through this layout that there are a number of security checkpoints within the building that you would have to navigate. The sort of obvious bypasses, going through the ductwork, taking fire escapes, those have all been accounted for. Actually, navigating through all of this would be incredibly difficult. But you have the layout, and you can see once you get in and once you can get up to the 12th floor, which is where all of this is, you should be able to get into their offices. Avalon's unit here looks like it's set up to be offices. It's not actual laboratory space. When you're going through the schematics, though, Imogen says, stop, stop, what is that? And she points at one particular lab, which is on the same floor as Avalon's. You see it marked as TELUS. She says, we're going to have to take them out as well. They need to be eliminated. And TELUS's spaces look like they might actually be laboratory spaces. I don't understand why we're expanding the scope of this mission. What's a TELUS? She turns to you and she says, they're all part of the same beast. They're multiple heads of the same fucking Hydra. And if we're going in there, if we don't take them out, then none of this will matter. I guarantee they're part of this program. All of that has to be connected. You're saying they're both subsidiaries of the same bigger company that you're worried about? Am I understanding that correctly? Yes, they're both subsidiaries of Pentex. We're only kitted out for the job at Avalon. Do you know what's in there? She reaches out to Conrad's phone, and she tries to swipe over to the Avalon area. Your phone is completely non-responsive. And you see a number of errors pop up at the bottom of your UI. There are security errors. You are the only one this phone will respond to. Sorry, I'll scroll for you. I clap my hand on Imogen's shoulder and I say, oh, that happens to me all the time. She just looks over at you and her eyes narrow, but she turns back to the phone. And when you've gotten to, you know, the more detail on Avalon's offices, she says here, and she points near the back of the suite. There looks to be a server room. It's small. It doesn't really look like it's large enough to run meaningful servers. You'd expect to see that as part of a larger server farm but it is clearly marked out as a server room. She says, that's what you have to get to. All of the big problems are going to be over in the TELUS unit. They're both part of the same beast, and this is all game development. That's all TELUS. I've dealt with them before. I don't know what Avalon has to do with this, but the problems that you don't want to have to deal with will all be in those TELUS offices. Well, we can very easily verify that once we're inside and have access to their net, either Neodymium or SD or maybe Conrad can do that. 
Absolutely. She decides not to push the issue anymore. She turns over to you and says, all right, well, can we get inside the building? If you can get me at least past their first level of security, I think I can bypass the rest of this for us. One thing that I just thought of that I should have probably requisitioned, there are Dr. Who-ish type IDs that can be requisitioned. And I'm wondering if, if I have enough backing to request one that would give me like basically access to all the offices in this building, perhaps as like an office manager or some sort of person like that. To make this a little bit more interesting, and because you were given tasks to work with, I'm pretty sure you have the spheres to spoof that mm-hmm. using the phone you have. So I can get us in to the building. I can create effectively a badge that will say that I am authorized to access the offices for whatever reason, perhaps because there is a electrical fault that is causing issues with the building itself. And we need to investigate the server area to make sure that the fault isn't going to cascade throughout the building. That should be fairly easy for me to do. But I'm bringing all of you as a team to investigate the electrical issue. All right. She looks around at all of you. Very much not in any sort of official uniform. Says, I'll trust that you can sell this. Let me go get Finn and Jose. We brought a couple other members of the Sept, but they're going to stay out here. We've noticed several of the members of this protest, several of the people in this protest, seem to be outfitted with those phones you described. None of them are using them yet, but I'd be more comfortable if someone were watching this. So she pulls out her phone and she hits a couple buttons. And within a few minutes, you'll see Jose and Finn, who you met on the outskirts of Seattle, come pushing through the crowds to where you're situated. At this point, you're kind of on the outskirts away from everyone, so you can have a somewhat discreet conversation. There's a lot of protest between you and the building itself. And when they show up, Finn immediately wants to know, so we have a plan, we know how to get in. and She'll relay the plan that you just gave. Jose seems a little bit dubious about this, but Finn is all engines firing. All right, that's great. Let's get in there. I I can't wait out here any longer. He's very gung-ho. Out of character question. Sure. Would Metamorphosis 2 be enough to fake some uh, electrical costumes for us? Electrical engineer costumes? (laughs) Do you have fields? I do. I have quite a bit of fields. Hmm. I think you could actually do that. You could probably use a level of fields to manipulate the perception, actually transform how you're seen. But that's sort of cheating your way into chicanery. I also have one of chicanery, so... Yeah, if you have... (laughs) I think it's Fermionics, though. You should be able to change everyone's clothing directly. It would be a scene application. You'd have to invest some glamour in that. But I think that could be done. I don't know if I have Fermionics. I don't think I do. You Um, can always fake a realm with one of these batteries. That's true. I mean, 
burning through some glamour on this one, but you do have extra Zed. All right. But give me just give a second. Give it a try. So I would actually say, so you don't have to mess around with cheating until you have a larger dice pool. Declare a formula with fourth level fields and manipulate the light around you. Sounds um, good to me. Yeah, because it is actually changing the light. The other th- cool thing about this is, and what makes it sort of different from chicanery is, you'd be re- like, you will be recorded as the people you're impersonating. Someone with a lot of analysis could probably tell it's fake, but they'd have to do some work to figure that out. In a lot of ways, this is more solid than the chicanery approach. So I think I have a solution for uh, making this a little more convincing. And I'm going to declare a formula. We're going to use metamorphosis and fields. And I'm going to turn us all into an electrical engineering team, complete with uniforms. All right. So what level of fields are you using for this? Um, using level four fields and okay. level two metamorphosis. Okay, mm-hmm. so you are transforming the light around the party so it projects the image that you all have these electrical company uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Okay, since you are targeting the light that is bouncing off of everyone in the party, and you're going to be maintaining that. This will involve scene. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do for the actual procedure of your formula? What is your bunk? Okay. <laughs> Does going around and straightening everyone's collars count as a bunk? <laughs> it would in changeling. You will have to come up with a little bit of pseudoscience. Uh, shenanigans. Okay. Um, let's see here. Do you have something you could, like, spoof scanning each of us to create a holographic, like, fake-up of? Ooh, or you could have little Star Trek-type badges that you stick to each of us that change the vibrations of the light field. You could just take pictures of us and then use an Instagram filter. I like that. So, take out the cell phone and start taking photos. All right. Everybody smile. <laughs> Mark shows teeth. So after fiddling around on my phone for a little bit and Or Shifter friends are very confused about what is going on here. <laughs> and press the button and poof. Alright, you bring up your highly modified local instance of Instagram, and you apply a number of filters that you are able to hone in on very, very carefully, and you transform the light emitting off of everyone here. To see how well that actually goes, you will roll metamorphosis plus fields. I'm going to give that to you as a second level procedure, so your difficulty is seven because of the addition of scene. That makes things a little bit more difficult. So I only got one success. Oh no. (laughs) You got one success. This is the first time these dice have failed me? (laughs) As it turns out, what one success buys you is it buys this lasting for exactly one scene. The power that would be appropriate for changing this as opposed to just changing size 
would be Metamorphosis 1, actually, is the, all you'd need to use. This will last for exactly one scene. So if anyone finds you after you make your way in past the initial entryway, that's going to be a bit of a challenge, but you should have this for exactly the period of time you need it for. Everyone is suddenly in sort of slate gray, red and blue trimmed uniforms with an electrical company insignia on the side. But you can tell this isn't your best work. So you know that this probably needs to happen pretty quickly. All right, guys, let's get going. Imogen is able to pick up on the fact that you're feeling a little bit rushed. So you see a slight shimmer of light around her as she adjusts in size ever so slightly. She still looks mostly human, but if you knew what to look for, you could tell something's not really quite right about her. And she begins to barrel through the protesters. Anyone who turns around and tries to give any guff whatsoever, she gives them an incredibly dirty stare. And there's no one in this crowd right now who's really comfortable standing in her way. So you're able to get through the protesters relatively easily. Everyone give me a dowsing plus perception check. Difficulty seven. Conrad, you can roll awareness plus perception. Difficulty seven. No successes for Conrad. Two successes for Mark. One for Casey. Three successes. Five successes for Esty. All right. Well, so Mark and Casey, you can both tell that there is a higher than normal level of anthropic hostility that you're experiencing right now. It's not quite enough to destabilize your holographic forms, but it's uncomfortable. For Neodymium, you quickly recognize this as having a very similar of anthropic hostility to the chip in that phone that you dove into because of your eidetic memory and how close you were to that generator and the analysis you did. You recognize that that field or a very similar field is close by. Esty, you are able to isolate that there are fields of anthropic hostility moving throughout the crowd, and they are beginning to move towards your crew relatively quickly. You look around, and you will actually see the light shimmer of Zed energy and holographic forms moving towards you. You only catch glimpses of them because of all the people moving. You see them sort of over the crowd, and then they sort of move out of the way. And you remember Imogen mentioning that some of the people at this protest seem to be outfitted with those phones. So the faster you get into that building, probably the better off you are. For Neodymium and Esty, you can both roll athletics plus strength to push your way through. I don't know if you guys know this, but we're being followed. We need to get inside right now. You are still probably about 10 feet away from the break in people where you actually get to open sidewalk and there are police there holding the protesters back and 
theory, you should be able to convince them that you need to move forward, but you want to get out of this situation as quickly as possible. All right. Difficulty for, for that role is seven? Uh, yeah, difficulty is seven. Okay, then two successes. I only got one success on pushing my way through the crowd because my character's pool for that is exactly two. Mark is going to attempt to use his large bulk and his grumpy personality to intimidate people out of the way. He's going right. to be going, oh my god, I couldn't get through traffic to get here, and now there's all this bullshit going on. I just have a job to do. Give me charisma plus intimidation. Difficulty seven. That's four successes. You are able to make enough of a ruckus to sort of assist with what Imogen is doing. And that makes things a little bit easier. Conrad and Casey, if you could give me that strength plus athletics role just to see how well you're able to push through, you're really all past being polite about this. Can I instead follow Mark's example and be gruff and uh, intimidating? I'm much better at that than I am being strong. Okay, go ahead and give me the same role. Similarly, I was going to argue that as a bat, Casey is fairly uh, dexterous and would probably, instead of forcing their way through a crowd, just be perceptive enough to find an opening and weave in and out in a fashion to get where they need to go. I'm thinking like state fair navigation. Okay, then you will careen off from the rest of the group just a little bit. There's a certain etiquette to convincing people that they need to get out of your way. So give me a dexterity plus etiquette roll. Difficulty seven. Oh, so much better. Five? Five. All right. (sighs) Conrad, what did you get on your intimidation check? I got three successes. Okay. So the only person who is really going to have any trouble pushing their way through, and they are kind of falling back a little bit, is Neodymium. You will all get, you know, to the front of the crowd and uh, the various sources of anthropic hostility and holographic projection are closing in on you fairly closely. You all sort of think in the back of your mind, they wouldn't, they wouldn't actually attack us this visibly, but they are closing in on your position. And so that does concern you. There are row of police and they're not particularly interested in letting anyone through How are you going to convince them to do that and hopefully pull Neodymium along or go back and grab him before these targets catch up with you? So I'm holding up my phone and a badge at the same time to be like, hey, we have a work order to do some electrical work on this building. We're not involved with any of this. Please let us by. Give me a manipulation plus subterfuge check. Okay. Oh, my God. Did that not go well? I botched. I rolled three ones. Oh, oh, oh no. We getting curb stomped. Yeah. Wow. What a time for it. Okay. Mission failed. Chronicle over. I don't want to eat the police. (laughs) You picked the wrong cop to try to convince that you actually belonged there. And he just says... 
a likely story. And he rears back with his baton and he goes to actually lay down and attack you. So because he's coming directly at you, Conrad, and you can tell this has nothing to do with you. This has nothing to do with what you just said. This is just built up frustration and really, really substandard training for stressful situations is what's happening right here. Because this protest has been going on for maybe an hour right now. You can give me a reaction roll because it becomes pretty apparent to you this is going to go south before he actually pulls back the baton to attack you. What will be your reaction roll? Honestly, Conrad's probably just going to try and get out of the way of getting hit, but I'm not particularly great at that, so we're going to see how it goes. And I I can't really think of anything else he would do, so yeah. Okay, go ahead and give me an athletics plus dexterity check. Honestly, the difficulty is going to be eight in this situation because you're behind this barrier. There are all sorts of people behind you. They're yelling and protesting. You don't have a lot of great maneuverability here. Well, I just rolled three nines. So the useful roll, I suppose, happens now. You duck underneath the barrier that has been set up, and the baton lands on the barrier and hits a protester who is standing immediately behind you. You hear a cracking sound, and Mark... And uh, Casey, due to your highly attuned animal senses, you both immediately smell blood. You hear a yelling, growling sound, which you're fairly sure is coming from your lycanthropic companions. This is about to go very, very sideways, and you can all tell that. Imogen is going to react by tackling Finn to the ground. You are not really expecting this, but from what you know about Finn, you suspect that this move is more about controlling the level of damage that could potentially take place right here. She just turns around and immediately leaps at Finn when she sees the direction this is going. So they're managed, at least for the moment. Now, Neodymium, you are the next one to go. Something that can be done very quickly right now in combat against a cop with naming. I'm going to make them even more situationally unaware. Basically, I'm going to hit them in both their perception and wits. Basically incapable of noticing things around them. So things will overwhelm them quite quickly. Okay, so you are going to rewrite the fundamentals of their training uh, their training in this reality. What is going to be the procedure portion of this formula? So he's going to piggyback off of the cell phone signals and adjust them so that they obscure memories related to specific activities. He's going to adjust their cell phones to basically create a mental inhibition field that should be localized to them. This would technically be sapiology because you are targeting them i'll be honest this might be a time for unleashing it's really all that i'm good for what is the statement you are going to channel for your unleashing your contracts with the city police department have hereby been revoked and terminated in the grand unleashing of naming 
go ahead and give me a roll of your permanent Z and the point of harmony you just picked up. Difficulty is seven. Oof, that was three successes. You feel little fragments of your sentience leak out into digital subspace as you declare this and streak their way over to uh, the police servers and you feel their employment with the city decaying around them. And these cops are all equipped with communication devices so they can coordinate with each other. And you hear crackling and an electronic sound just streak down both directions on this line of cops. And they are suddenly not so cool. They are suddenly quite upset and angry and turning and yelling at each other and not really managing the protest well at all. And the protest will break through the line of cops because they're suddenly not focused or committed on stopping it anymore. And now there is just a rush of people running towards the building. You can ride that. Getting to the building is going to be very easy now, even for you, Neodymium, with the difficulty you were having managing it. But you don't think you're going to be able to go in and make a pitch for we're just a nice electrical team. And we need to come in and fix something because you will have company when you get into the building. Is anyone Conrad, going? Do we have a back door? <laughs> Are there any like backup elevators or like service elevators or service like stairwells or anything the freight like bay. that? So you follow this wave of humanity as it rushes into this building. The first thing that they do upon getting to the building itself is just start attacking the plate glass. People are throwing bricks. Everyone give me an alertness plus perception check. Difficulty seven. Now I start rolling really well. This is it's helpful. <laughs> Everyone got enough successes to notice that those bricks appear to be fully manifest physical holographic reality. The people who are really pushing the more violent ends of this protest seem to be the people that are equipped with Avalon equipment. You will get into the building and you see several pathways leading off into different directions. Some of them are blocked by security gates and they're heavy duty security doors. But a couple of them are open stairways that probably lead to cafeterias, restrooms, other places that the public has access to. There are people just streaming into any door they can get into, and there are several people trying to break down the security doors. Conrad, you know that's not going to go well for them. What do you want to do once you get into the building itself? I want to try and take control of the people in this setting. I have a very... Solid leadership role, like leadership talent and social attributes. I want to try and yell out, everyone needs to calm down and focus. If we destroy things, this protest will not go well. We need to stay organized and on point. I'm going to say, as you're saying this, as you're attempting to engage with reigning in the crowd you feel the subtle 
anxious, intoxicating hum of violence. Mm. And it just flows over you. Your understanding of emotion and other people's emotional and mental states is self-emergent at this point. It's impossible to avoid. There is more than just a general thrum. It's being reinforced. So you're probably going to need to take more dire action to calm the crowd. And I mean, there are already 40 or 50 people in this lobby. It's a big, lush, expensive office building lobby. There's lots of space and there's a sea of protesters rushing into it. So the idea I have is very drastic and maybe potentially damaging to my allies. Desperate times. Is there a possibility that this hostility is being encouraged by something that's existing in dimensional space, like a dimensional space that is close to us, that is impacting the emotional state of these people? Very possibly, yes. If it is what you think it is, then it is probably resonating in higher harmonic subspace. Okay. Then I'm going to do what I can to cut that. I know this is probably going to be a vulgar effect. I'm going to use my phone to emit a subspace signal that cuts off that connection, at least within this hallway or this lobby space. Go ahead and give me an intelligence plus computer or intelligence plus technology role for the procedure part of this. Difficulty is eight. That's a botch. Your Erte does not love you in this campaign. Nope. No, it does not. Um, how many ones are included in this botch? Uh, just one. You're going to have to ride this wave of fury and destruction. I tried, at the very least. You would have gotten an unmodified Erte roll if you'd failed, but... Fair. You do still have... Uh, Potentially, if you're comfortable trying, the ability to fight your way through this group of people, maybe even try to ride the emotional wave and get in front of it and get through one of these doorways with your spoofed ID. You are aware that once you open it, though, there will be no stopping the people behind you. That does help us with what our goal is. It does. You know from the schematics that these other doors that are opening don't go anywhere meaningful. There are protesters streaming through them because there are so many of them that they're just going where they can go uh, in the hopes of finding something, but you know those doors don't go anywhere. You need to get through one of the security gates. And there are two security gates in this lobby that each lead to different elevators that go to different segments of the, the building. Let's ride it and see what happens. I'm going to say, because you were at the front when all of this happened, as much as you tried to talk everyone down, you very quickly realized that was non-viable. So go ahead and give me another intelligence plus technology or computer role. This time, your difficulty is only going to be seven because you had prepped this specific procedure in advance. That's two successes. All right, two successes. Then you can go ahead and give me an Arate roll to spoof the ID. And with the success, 
from there, that is only going to be four difficulty. Okay, that's two successes. All right. The gate opens, and it is not your normal little turnstile gate that you see in these buildings. It was actually a very large security door. It was decorated to be very attractive, but it was a steel security door. And you feel it give way. And as soon as you move through this doorway, and everyone will follow, everyone will follow, you feel a sudden shift in the air around you. And you realize that you are being actively monitored now that you're in a first level secure area of the building. And you track that kind of monitoring. No one else will detect that. So there are a number of different directions you could go right now with just this level of security clearance. You're not going to be able to get too terribly far. Imogen indicated that she could get you past the rest of the security, but I don't think she was expecting there to be a throng of protesters with you. She will lean over and say, we need to get away from all of this. We need to get somewhere where we have at least a little bit of privacy and access to a terminal. How do you all want to try to navigate this? (laughs) (laughs) Mark's face is very compelling. Oh, boy. Uh, Can we close the door? Like, just, like, physically close it behind us? You could try. It's going to be difficult because there are hundreds of protesters trying to force their way through now. I mean, I could wayfare it if there's only one direction it needs to move. You could. You could absolutely wayfare it back into position. Okay, somebody's going to lose an arm, but that'll do it. (sighs) If I can shut this door and we can hold it shut long enough for me to do another thing, I can hold it shut. Based on what you saw from when the ID was accepted, if you can get it shut again, it should automatically lock. Oh, well, that'll solve that problem. I'm going to go back to the door and use my incredible bear strength to close it, which is a Wayfair thing, I guess. That is a reasonable first-level Wayfair bunk. And you're using, I'm guessing, first-level Wayfair for this? Yes. Okay. Hopefully I don't um, throw it through the floor. You, you shouldn't. I mean, don't get too many successes. I'm going to be yeah, so around be, for prop. Yeah, so you'll be rolling Wayfair and prop. Your difficulty is seven. Okay. So two dice for that bad boy. I did not succeed. I am just, like, hurling myself <laughs> at the door. Um, Apparently the door is bear-proof. So oh. you you go back. Go ahead and give me a strength check, at least because you are still pushing the thing shut, and while you won't have any Zed assistance, one success isn't going to stop this tide of humanity. If um, we see him struggling, can we help? Yeah. Sure. When Neodymium sees what should be an easy task for a rather large bear, he's just going to be like, I guess I can hack the door? Any of you can uh, try to assist at this point. If you want to help him physically close the door, if you want to use arts, however you want to do this. Mm. I'm going to do it the boring, mundane way. Just going to connect to the security system and be like, door shut. 
go ahead and give me a computer plus wits roll since you're having to do this so quickly. Really, this actually isn't that difficult. Triggering an alarm and forcing the door to shut is pretty straightforward. The difficulty is six. Four successes. So you are able to get into the security system and trigger a lockdown sequence. And engines built into the hinges of this door immediately start engaging. Mark, you feel the door just slide away from you. You're trying to push it. You're not really succeeding. And it is suddenly moving, not quickly. It doesn't slam, but it is moving in a very unyielding way. The advantage of this over the Wayfair is actually people have time to realize what's happening and get the hell out of the way. About 40 protesters total got through the doorway before the lockdown procedure was fully executed. Conrad, you recognize the alarm that begins to blare. You know that now that the lockdown procedure is activated, there will be other security that is going to be present in other parts of the building, hopefully just in this area. But some of these protesters are going to have a very unfortunate day. And if you're not careful, you might as well. But the door is shut and the protesters that made it through are all rushing away to try to find evidence of the wrongdoing they've seen. They're just interested in destroying things. The hallway itself will clear relatively quickly if you don't go anywhere. Imogen is going to motion you all down a hallway to get away from that main security door. And she finds a security panel and she looks over at you, Conrad, and says, Can you pull that trick again and spoof now that all of this has been set off? Because it's going to make my life a lot easier if you do. I'm going to try. Go ahead and give me that intelligence plus computer technology roll again. Difficulty is seven. You are spoofing a higher level ID at this point, but you have all the necessary codes. Two successes. All right, then at this point, you've activated the protocol in the phone. You're able to adjust it to the additional security codes that you have, and you're able to clear access to this terminal. Then Imogen walks up, and she begins typing into the pad on security console. And you can't tell what she's typing or what she's doing, but light begins to emit from the console and what looks like strands of spider web begin to fall down from the security console and fill the entire hallway underneath your feet until you're just standing on this bright shimmering white pathway. She looks at all of you and says, stay close behind me or it'll shut. And she just begins walking right into the security console and disappears. Jose and Finn are going to follow very quickly thereafter. I'm assuming everyone here will do the same. Yep. All right. As you walk into this console, Neodymium, you realize that she has just created a breakthrough into a layer of digital subspace you have never seen before. This is fascinating. It's a holographic representation of the security interchange and networking layer that underlies all the reality that you generally engage with in digital subspace. 
And once you actually walk through the security panel, you are walking on this very large strand of light that is interconnected at a number of other nodes. And it creates almost like a grand spider web ahead of you. And she's able to navigate it. She's able to walk to one intersection. She knows which way to turn. You can't tell where her direction is coming from, but she makes seven or eight different turns. You don't totally keep track. It's a little bit difficult for you to keep your orientation in this place. And then she eventually reaches one of those interchanges, reaches down, grabs the pathway in front of her, rips it up and casts it out into the etheric space between these strands. And you see the space begin to warp and shift and open up into another hallway. You walk through that and again, following her, and you find yourself standing in front of another security console. You're pretty sure based on the design of the hallway, the decoration, it's somewhere in the same building. All of the lights are out. You still hear that security alarm going off. And you look around and there are three glass doorways leading into various labs. One of them has the Avalon logo that you became accustomed to. That one's on your right. On the left is a different logo with the name TELUS above it. It is a pentagon with sort of an eye in the center of it. The third office space appears to be empty currently. So you've gotten here to this place. Both of these labs do appear to be locked down at the moment. And at least for right now, the lights appear to be off and you don't see anyone inside of them. They're big plate glass like all of these big corporate buildings have. So you can see into the space. There doesn't appear to be anyone there. And it's the middle of the day. So that is a little bit unusual. Imogen will turn to you and say, We're going to go take care of TELUS. You make sure you deal with whatever's in there, and we'll meet back up when we're done. Seems reasonable to me. Keep in mind that I do have something to deal with anything electronic you might find. Would you be willing to share? Are those uh, mines that I've got something that I could teach them how to operate fairly quickly and easily? Imogen was abducted last session, which was still within this same day, So she could use the mines. The other two could not, but she is abducted for the next week, really, assuming she doesn't use that Zed for something else. So you could show her how to use the mines. All right. So I'm going to pull one out of my backpack and show her which buttons to press and basically say, Neo, are you going to need to get any information out of this before we fry it? Absolutely not. Excellent. <laughs> yes, we are going to need to get some information out of this before we fry it. Why? Because there's some information in here that we need to have on file in case any of this ever comes up again, so we're able to defeat it quickly. I was simply planning on reassigning any future work on this project to Bethesda. Yuck. Um, <laughs> I'm going to interject. <laughs> I'm assuming you have the drones, Neo, the, the server drones. Under the very, very convincing electrician's outfit, which no longer is necessary. The electrician's outfit actually begins to 
fizzle and fade and disappear. That particular procedure was not terribly robust. And you, over the next few moments, will see yourself shift back to wearing the clothes you came to protest in. Well, I mean, it's Neo. So like his idea of regular day wear is a button up shirt and a lab coat which he opens up like some sort of creepy flasher and you see the drones like hanging. Admiral Bakshi told me that these server drones have a recording thingy and if we need to collect data, let's just send one of these along. I suppose that works. Neodymium is not fond of there being copies of this data out in the world under anyone's purview. Fine. Imogen, wait until our drone has had a chance to do, and she looks at Mark, whatever it needs to do. It'll flash red, red, green, red, yellow, red when it's done. And leaves the premises. Then take this, put it in the middle of the room, and press that button. Imogen takes the server drone and takes the EMP mine and says, all right, I fully expect there to be complications. You should be ready for them as well, but we'll make sure it gets done. There won't be anything left by the time we're finished. And for the first time when dealing with her, there's an eagerness in her voice. Whatever had kept her reserved previously is fading quickly under the intensity of the situation. They were going to turn and you expect them to go and to attempt to bypass the security. They crash right through the plate glass as they begin to transform. This is the first time that you've seen a fully realized and active werewolf. You saw Imogen edge in that direction out in the woods, but nothing is holding them back now. And... You are glad that you are behind them, not in front of them. This is where we're going to leave our somewhat motley crew as they try to break into the heart of Avalon Entertainment's game division and shut down this insidious game once and for all. I hope you've enjoyed our adventure, and I hope that you download the final installment of Hunter's Augment on Walking Away from Arcadia.